You're listening to Money Talk with Carl Stewart on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Carl. Welcome back to Money Talk. I'm Carl Stewart, and you're listening to News Radio KLBJ. Thanks for listening. We're here until 5 this afternoon. David, you're on the air. How may I help? Oh, thanks, Carl. Hey, um, is, I, I'm calling from out of state. Is it yes. another scorcher down there today? Of course it is. <laughs> it, it, you know, we consider a cool day when it's 90 degrees. So, yes, it's the heat index is over 100 today, David. Thanks for asking. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm originally from up in St. Louis, and uh, you remember a bunch of years ago, it might even have been during Jimmy Carter, uh, the cities and counties uh, would provide, uh, like, uh, double-paned windows in, yeah. uh, you know, to, to help right. in insulation. Right, right, right. And uh, I think roof repairs were also covered, you know, so that... Yeah. And it, it, it seemed like a, sort of a welfare program at the time, but yeah. it, in the logic of it, if you've got a section of town that basically uh, has more money going out in power bills than it has uh, income coming in, yeah. uh, it's, you don't want to be treated like a colony. Right. And that the all of the money is going toward paying the cooling bills. Yeah. And um, I remember back in those days they used to talk about painting your uh, roof white right. uh, so that it would reflect the sun right. back in the sky right. and yeah. cool down the roof. Right. And um, you know whether or not the cities and counties would be able to come up with a program like that, too sweet. Yeah. And every uh, every minute they save uh, or every minute they work on yeah. uh, cooling down people's roofs, yeah. uh, the more money they're going to keep in town for yeah. working capital. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and are, you, are you asking? Are you just making a comment about that you're in favor of that kind of policy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 It helped our, yeah. our house. We got those double pane windows. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's very interesting because it part of it. Uh, you know, some cities, and I, I don't know about, you know, in St. Louis, uh, now I think it's Ameren, but in the old days it was Union Electric. Uh, and Union Electric was an investor-owned New York Stock Exchange-listed li- company. And so they had to have a, a profit. And in the way electric utilities, so the Missouri Power Commission, when, 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 they had, when, when Union Electric had increased costs, just the natural increase of paying more, you know, paying staff and and all, you know, everything else. They had to go to the Missouri Power Commission to get approval because they were a monopoly. So they had to go to the Power Commission to get an increase in rates. And the increase in rates, if they got it, was based on a return on their invested capital. So they did not necessarily have the uh, the capital or they to basically have an incentive to go to, uh, say, Kansas City or St. Louis and say, uh, here's some money, get your people to put in energy-saving devices, number one. Number two, the irony, of course, is that the only way that Union Electric could, could stay in business was to sell electricity. So if every, everybody were to do these energy-saving things, guess what? It reduces their revenues. And if it reduces their revenues, it reduces their return on capital. And what's the response to that? You raise electric rates. This is really complex. That's why when we have these programs, they tend to happen at the federal level. Now, let's take Central Texas as a different example. Here in Austin, our electric utility is owned by the city. And it 
pours over into the city coffers a significant amount of revenue, net revenues, revenues after expenses, which causes the city to have to raise less money in other forms of taxation. So if you think that through, if the Austin utility were to pay people to do double-pane windows and all the things you said, which makes all the sense in the world, then that money would not go to this city, and the city would have to raise taxes in other fashions. So it's when you think through the economics of it, it's really complicated, and that's why it seldom works uh, on a local level because the numbers just don't work. You end up typically with federal programs coming in and offering incentives. I don't remember if that was the case in the 80s. You and I are clearly old enough to remember when Jimmy Carter t- wore a sweater on television and told us to turn down the thermostats and we dropped the, we, we, and we dropped the, uh, the speed limit to 55. But that was also a function of the supply of energy. So you make a good point. I'm going to thank you for your call. Well, You're yeah, that was to- colony economics, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and preventing colony, and the difference, if I remember right, Union Pacific, or not Union Pacific, Electric. Uh, Union Electric, right. Yeah, they were pretty much a local company, but you get into a company, a corporation that sells electricity across state lines, then it becomes an interstate capital kind of flight. Well, so not actually. That's actually not accurate because then they would be subject to two different commissions, and they'd have to justify their rates to the two different commissions. And no commission in Ar- in Arkansas is going to be in favor of having the revenues go to Missouri. I've got other calls, but thanks well, for calling yeah, and listening. You You're listening Cayman to Money Island, Talk, right? Garrett. Turn this down off. Thanks. You're listening to Money Talk on News Radio KLBJ. Ron, you're on the air. How may I help? Well, I had a kind of a broad question. I, I've worked in the past uh, with student service projects, and they focused on issues like contaminants. Uh-huh. And now that that the the uh, what is it, East Palestine rail, derailment, and all the toxins they had there, I understand that they were shipping some of those toxins from that site down into Texas. Yeah. What 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 are the variables there as far as the health considerations ah. from these toxins? Ron, I'm sorry. And, and, this, uh, I apologize for interrupting you, but this show is money talk, and it's not a, a talk show about those kinds of issues. And so I'm sorry that this isn't the right show. So please listen to KLBJ and call it at a different time. Thank you for your call. You're listening to Money Talk on News Radio KLBJ. Let's see if I have time. Let's see what this next one is. How many months should I use to dollar cost average back into the market? I have some CDs that are complete. I've got about a minute to ask that. My experience is about six months. No guarantees, but generally speaking, you have a normally volatile market. You'll be able to pick up some of that volatility to your to your benefit over six months. Well, we're out of time. Good broadcast this afternoon. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Matt and Garrett for their good help. And to remind you next Saturday after the news at four, tune in to Money Talk.